Welcome to the prolific teaching ministry of Pastor Emmanuel Iren, lead pastor of Celebration Church International. It is his vision to partner with you for your progress and joy in the faith. Ready, set, grow. You said you're ready, right? Get ready. Thank you, Jesus. Glory to your name. Say it again. Say, Holy Spirit. I'm ready to receive all that you have for me. Say it again. Say, Holy Spirit. I'm ready to receive all that you have for me. Hallelujah. Glory to God. All right. So I want you to be seated for a few minutes. We share from the Word of God and then we proceed. Yesterday I was acknowledging everyone who was instrumental to the success of this program and I didn't mention the media team and the technical team. Please help me appreciate the media team and technical team. Somehow I just feel we are in it together so I almost always forget to recognize them. (laughs) Hallelujah. Because we are the ones preaching together. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. 2 Corinthians chapter 13 verse 14. Listen. I have just a few minutes to be with you, so I want you to be a sponge, ready to soak all that God has for you. I want you to be a sponge, because I have just a few minutes. Hallelujah. Yesterday, we shared on fellowship, the power of fellowship. If I was to title the sermon, I would title it Koinonia. And we want to do Koinonia part two. The fellowship of the spirit. Second Corinthians chapter 13 verse 14. In many assemblies all around the world, this is their doxology. This is how they end the service. So I know every one of us knows it by heart. I want you to recite Second Corinthians 13, 14. Loud as you can, one, two, go. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you all. Amen. Everybody, one more time, want to go. Now, there are two quick points I want to draw from this. First and foremost, to realize when many people are talking about the Godhead, they always put it in this order God the Father. And got the Son and got the Holy Spirit. But listen, Paul actually puts it this way. He says, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. He talks about Jesus first. And then he says, the love of God. And then the communion of the Holy Spirit. Why does he say Jesus first? Because it is by Jesus that we have access to the Father. This is what Jesus was talking about in John 14. When he says, no one can come to the Father except by me. No one. He said, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except by me. You know what Paul said to the people in Rome, in Romans chapter 5 from verse 1 to 2. He says, therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace with God through our Lord Jesus Christ, through whom we have access. Can you say access? Access by faith into this grace wherein we stand and rejoice in the hope of the glory of God. So it is by him we have access. 
In Ephesians 2, 11, it says, you who sometimes were far off have been made nigh by the blood of Christ. I think verse 12 and 13. You who sometimes were far off have been made nigh by the blood of Christ. So it is Christ that gave us access. It is Christ and his blood that gave us access to God. And so he says, the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ first. There are many people all around the world who claim access to God. But there is only one access to God, and that's Jesus Christ. Come on, are you with me? This is Theology 101. I am the way, the truth, and the life. No one can come to the Father except by me. And anyone who claimed to have access to God without Christ has missed his way. He has met another spirit. He has encountered another salvation. And he's dabbling with another gospel. The second thing I want to talk about is, Paul calls it the love of God. You see, in our dramas going up, growing up, we were painted the picture as if God the Father is the harsh one and he has absolutely no chill left to him everyone should die and Jesus is the gentle one begging him please don't worry be patient that's the picture we have most of the time isn't it true but you see it says the love of God God loves you and you know what John 3 16 says just in case you haven't noticed it says, for God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So listen, Jesus wasn't acting on his own when he came to die. It was the father's idea. Come on, are you with me? They are on the same team. And even though in the drama that you watched growing up, Jesus is the advocate. But listen, even in the legal system, if there is an advocate, someone is paying. Come on, are you with me? So... 1 John 2 calls him the advocate with the Father. Jesus is the Father's advocate. They're on the same side. And Jesus is pleading your case on behalf of the Father. It was God who gave Jesus to die. So see, not just the love of Christ, but the love of God. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God. I want you to nudge someone by your side gently and say, God loves you. Oh, I don't want you to say it in a religious way. I want you to say it and mean it like you have a message. Say, God loves you. Hallelujah. The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ. The love of God. And next, he says, the communion. The fellowship. Greek word koinonia of the Holy Spirit be with you. Listen, let me tell you something. What we just read was actually the most common greeting in the early church. They would often greet and say grace to you. Grace to you. This was the way Paul opened his writing to Ephesus. Paul, an apostle of Jesus Christ for you Gentiles. You know, grace to you and peace from God. Grace to you. It was a popular greeting. Grace to you. I want you to practice say grace to you. I've given you another Christianese. <laughs> grace to you. All those things you used to use to feel spiritual. Grace to you. 
was a popular greeting. And so when he says, the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. Wow. This is, this is his parting words. So he's saying, as you are going your way, go with something. This is something for the road. Let the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. It's a consciousness that you are not alone. I've got the Holy Ghost. I've got the life of Christ. I've got Zoe. He says the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. Let that communion be with you. When you go in and when you come out, let it go with you. Let that consciousness be ingrained in your consciousness. The communion of the Holy Ghost. There is no other way to live this life of Christ without the communion of the Holy Ghost. Without this communion, Christianity is just another dead religion. Without this communion, there is no life, there is no power, there is no transformative experience. Christianity just becomes another club like Red Cross and Rotary Club. The communion of the Holy Spirit is the evidence of the life of God. Come on, are you with me? Oh, I'm telling you, this is so important. He says, let this communion be with you. After the resurrection of Jesus, he gave two instructions that were seemingly contradictory. And many people have not really taken notice of this. When he came, he told his disciples, he said, go, teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. Go. So instruction number one is go. Instruction number one is what? Do you know what instruction number two is? Wait. He said, tarry until you are endued with power from on high. And now, you might be confused. God, should we go or should we wait? You just said go now. Now you are saying wait. Because of course, I'm sure you know tarry is just old language for wait. <laughs> you know, so, should we go or should we wait? Well, the answer is both. <laughs> you should only go after you have waited and you've been endued with power from on high. Let me tell you this. You dare not go out there with the witness of the message of the gospel without the communion of the Holy Spirit. It's very important that the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ, the love of God, and the communion of the Holy Spirit goes with you. Don't go on your own. Don't start ministry just because you are eloquent. Don't start ministry just because you have a venue or you have a choir. The communion of the Holy Spirit must go with you and listen Wait until you are endued with power from on high. You see, January of this year, I was preaching in Ibadan. And I said this, one of the most important things and the hardest things a disciple must learn is the ability to wait. Do you know how hard it is to know that you can do something and it's not time to do it so you have to wait? That at the age of 12, Jesus already had wisdom to confound lawyers and doctors. But it was not time. At the age of 12. At the age of 12, he already knew who he was. He knew he was the son of God. He told Joseph, his supposed biological father, did you not know I'll be about my father's business? I think that's one of the hardest shades and abuse in the entire Bible. 
Meaning Jesus was telling Joseph, I know you are not my daddy now. If you are telling Joseph, I was about my father's business, it means you are saying you are not my daddy. I know who my daddy is. I'm like, wow, Jesus, you didn't have to talk like that. <laughs> Don't rub it in like that. So at the age of 12, he was already working in the full consciousness of his identity. But after that day, he waited how many more years? 18 more years. He could already preach at the age of 12. Preach well enough to have the doctors surprised. He asked questions they couldn't answer. But it was no time. It was only going to be time when he was endued with the power of the Holy Spirit. Because God already told John the Baptist, he said, one day, someone will come for this water baptism like everyone else. But his own experience will be different. As you dip him into the water, the heavens will rend open. The Spirit will descend on him. He says, the person on whom you see the Spirit descend, that's the person who is the Messiah. That's the person who is going to save the world. So John the Baptist was waiting every day. People thought it was about repentance, but it was deeper than that. He was actually there every day waiting for them. As he dips someone inside the water, he's going to look at the sky. Because he knew one day he would dip someone inside the water and the heavens will rend open. And then Jesus came one day praying. As he was dipped inside the water, the Bible says the Spirit of God descended in the form of a dove and the voice of God from heaven. This is my beloved son. Hear ye him. He was filled with the Spirit and that's where ministry started. Ministry did not start when he learned to preach. Ministry started when he was endued with power. Come on, are you with me? The grace of the Lord Jesus Christ the love of God and the communion of the Holy Spirit be with you. This communion is important. And until you have it, tarry. You can be a church goer and not be filled with the Spirit. You can be in the church environment. No one has ever, you know, like Paul asked some people, have you been filled with the Spirit since you believed? They said, we've not even heard if there is any Holy Ghost. Some people are so ignorant about this, this third person of the Trinity. Meanwhile, there is no Christian walk without the Holy Ghost. You must be filled with the Holy Ghost. You must. You must. And this meeting is for three simple things. I'll start with the last one. Number one, listen to me and listen good. Every sick person here will be healed. I don't know if you heard what I said. Every, it doesn't matter. Even if you are one person with three ailments, we got a very powerful testimony. A first time I came to our church, had three terrible ailments kidney issues cancer and hormonal imbalance all three of them were healed did you confirmed by a doctor in the uk you know and the doctor said 
If I wasn't the one who confirmed you sick before, I would have said maybe there was a mistake before. The same hospital, the same doctor. Hallelujah. Oh, this Jesus heals, I'm telling you. Best belief he heals. You are going to see it today. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. You know, someone sent me a DM, said I've been hearing about this healing thing. This is my first time experiencing it. My first time experiencing it. Your eyes will see the glory of the Lord. You won't just read about it in books. You will see it in your life. Say amen like you believe. Well, that's why we came. But the two others are important. Number one. Every one of us must be filled with the Spirit. You must be. This is, this is for the road. This is how to travel. This is how you live your life as a Christian. With the Holy Ghost. The church started at the advent of the Spirit. It was when the Holy Ghost came that the church was born. There is no church without the Holy Ghost. You must be filled with the Spirit. You must be. And then the next also, you must be empowered for ministry. You must be. The Bible says that wisdom is profitable to direct. If you are using a dull axe, you're going to need so much effort. But when the axe is sharper, the work will be easier. Take a name on the acapaya. Impongres soteri capando copres. How can you walk when you don't know the way of doing? How can you run when you don't know the way of the spirit? And how can you fly when you don't know? The way of the wind, the power at work in you, changing everything in your obedience. Keep a higher. Thank you, Jesus. Are you in Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18? I'll just read this and then we pray and then we go. Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18. Read together. One, two, go. again want to go read it again want to go that's an instruction that's an instruction not a prayer it's an instruction it says be filled with the spirit <laughs> you hear what I said it says be filled with the spirit Ah, yeah, yeah, yeah. Meaning it's a responsibility that you have to be filled with the Spirit. It's not something that happens by accident. It's something you do. You know, I like to use this illustration to describe it. When we were children, I don't know about you, but I used to play with stones sometimes. Did it ever happen to you, you were playing with stones and you struck them and you saw spark and you were very excited. 
and you tried to do it again and again and it didn't happen as regularly as you expected it to. Listen, that's how fire was discovered. It was likely discovered by accident. And that's a picture of our walk with God many times. Sometimes we catch fire but we don't know how to maintain it. We don't know because it just happened. We just attended a conference like this. We caught fire. We didn't know how to maintain it. So after two weeks, there was no trace. But as time went on, we began to learn the science of fire. And fire became predictable. You could have fire whenever you chose to. And you, can, you could extinguish it whenever you chose to. Because we now learned of things like the fire triangle. That there are three things that if they are existing at the same time, there will be fire. Oxygen, heat, and material. Now, that's a fire triangle. So now, fire is no longer a mystery. Even though some people stumbled on it mysteriously, it didn't mean that God intended it for it, for it to remain a mystery. It was something to be understood. So some people just catch fire accidentally. Saul is in the company of prophets and he prophesies. It also means he has mastered prophecy. It was just the environment. But then there is the office of the prophets. Do you understand what I'm saying? So sometimes what we call a revival is actually the result of intentional steps that people took. Revival scarcely ever happened. There's one of the most popular revivals that people talk about here today. It started by a group of people who prayed every day for 18 months. And now when you're reading about the revival, you just say, oh, it was a move. Meanwhile, it was a predictable outcome. Do you understand what I'm saying? So now, the same way, being full of the Spirit can be a predictable outcome. You can decide today that you'll be full of the Spirit the rest of your life. In fact, you must. And it starts by you understanding it's a responsibility that you have. It is not something you wish will happen. Guess what? It's not even something you ask God to do. God asks you to do it. Do not be drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Meaning it's a responsibility. Just the mere fact that he used wine to describe it tells us that there are similarities. Number one, it's a responsibility. If you see someone drunk, he did something. He's responsible. Or irresponsible. <laughs> he did something. He didn't just wake up drunk. He did something. He didn't just attend a program and became drunk. He did something. Such is the spirit. For you to be filled with the spirit, you must do something. And then, not only did he do something, he did something consistently. He didn't take a sip and become drunk. He took many sips. He took many bottles. You said bottles, look like you have experience. <laughs> I'm just playing. He took many bottles. He took it the first time and it looked like nothing much changed. You see, that's the problem with this generation. We are taking just sips of the Spirit and we are wanting our life to change. 
We're taking doses of the flesh and seeps. Don't you know that they that sow in the flesh shall of the flesh reap corruption? You are seeing exactly what you invested. So you must change your priorities to change your life. Invest in the spirit. Spend time in the word of God. Spend time praying. Your life begins to change. Your sensitivity becomes heightened. Your flow in power gifts becomes heightened. That's how your life changes. From today, don't spend the whole day without praying. Don't spend the whole day without studying the Bible. Abominate some things in your life. Come on, are you with me? Abominate it. Oh my God, you, 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 you've got to have some guts to go out in this day and age without praying. You have, you've got to have some guts to just go out. You just wake up where your cloth and go out. Ha ha! I'm not trying to scare you, <laughs> but it's scary out there. You better be watchful out there. Charge yourself every day. Set yourself on fire. Hallelujah. And so the deal is, what God does in your life today, maintain it. That's the simple deal. Just maintain it. Maintain it. Keep the fire burning. Fan the flames. Because I'm telling you, something huge is about to happen to you. <laughs> Say amen like you believe. So number one, it's your responsibility. Number two, it's going to take consistency. Number three, it can happen again and again. You don't get filled with the Spirit once. It must happen regularly. Just the same way someone who chooses to be drunk can be drunk again and again. You can be filled with the Spirit every day and you should. So in Acts chapter 2, the Bible says the, the place where they were was filled, you know, they were filled with the Spirit and they spoke in tongues. In Acts chapter 4, as they prayed, they were filled with the Spirit again and with boldness. And that, so that tells you that that's something that can happen again and again. Stop holding relics of the Spirit and telling testimonies from 10 years ago. Ah, in the year 19 so and so, something happened to me. What about now? Be full of the Spirit every day. Well, that's why we came. God is going to put something on you that can spread. In the mighty name of Jesus. So right there on your seat, just pray. Just pray for a few minutes. Pray for a few minutes. If you are watching online, pray. I'm telling you, there's no distance in the realm of the Spirit.
Kemene Korea. Kasondere Kapalondere Koset. Enzotere Kepeli Kasus. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you, Lord. In Jesus' mighty name, we've prayed. Thank you, Jesus. So, three things as I pray now. If you are here tormented by demon spirits, first of all, I'm telling you, they couldn't enter with you. I'm telling you that they could not enter with you. And they are not living with you. Because my Jesus will shock the doctors. My Jesus will shock the doctors. My Jesus will shock the doctors. Ah, the same way he did it. And the same doctor checked and couldn't see it. Ah, 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 ah. Palen compreteke vele cons and es velet kipong rasute. Don't gratala paratong ke sete ke toa. For with God, nothing shall be impossible. Thank you, Father. In the name of Jesus. I'm saying, high near, high near, healed by the power of God. In the mighty name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus, even for those watching online, let the power of God hit you where you are. Let every sick be healed. In the mighty name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Now, listen. I'm going to pray just in general for everyone. I'll pray for a few minutes. Drop the mic and go. I want you to receive. Come on, are you with me? Another thing is, when you get your testimony, hear it. You see, there is an issue with our generation. We are so sensitive. So, you know, the person I said was healed. She told a friend, ah, that church you invited me to, ah, it's a great church. Do you understand? So, if she didn't have a friend, we would not have heard. How can you be healed of cancer and not share? I'm, I'm amazed at this generation. Amazed. You know, something happened years ago. This was 2010. There's a man of God who was preaching in our school. Pastor Triumphant, you know, and he said, there is someone here. You've been reading occultic books. Come out. And nobody came out. And maybe it's just me. From his demeanor, I saw he was a bit discouraged. <laughs> you don't know this generation. <laughs> That's how one week later, I was just trolling with my friends. And he just said casually, Daha. That's how I was reading one book, one occultic book. 
I even carried the book to church. The pastor just said, there's someone here. I said, so it was you. <laughs> Why didn't you come out? He said, I was ashamed now. <laughs> Let me tell you something. Don't you ever, in the demonstration of, this, of spiritual gifts, be discouraged. Because sometimes you are more right than you realize. Sometimes you say, you tell someone, the Lord said this, the, the person will lie. You say, no. <laughs> Except if you are very sure. Come on, are you with me? Uh-huh. So you must learn to be confident in what you hear and what you see. And then learn to share your testimony. When you don't share your testimony, you hinder many other people. Because many times testimonies flow by ripple effects. My wife was healed of something when she shared the testimony about four other people instantly. She had a growth and it disappeared. When she shared the testimony, you know, the faith of people hit the roof. They said, ah, God, you can do it for PL, you can do it for me. There was a lady had two growths. The two of them disappeared. That's the power of testimonies. Learn to share. Learn to share. You know, I went to preach in a university. And this lady just started to scream. You know, she, she couldn't hear from one ear. And the ear popped open. She began to hear. So she came out crying. You know, so my wife got the, <laughs> got the picture and posted it online. Then one week later, she sent a DM that, please, I'm ashamed. Can you please take the picture down? That's the kind of generation we're dealing with. Hallelujah. And sometimes it's not people's faults. Some of you make it difficult. You start looking at someone funny. <laughs> you start looking at someone funny. We've been taught many false things. There was someone who began to avoid me in school. I wondered why. But he said he was in a meeting like this. Someone was ministering and I fell under the power. And his mom had told him that it's only people who have demons that fall. He avoided me for two full years until he learned from the word of God. <laughs> But like I said yesterday, the Bible could tell you Mary, who had eight demons, was with Jesus. And the Bible wrote it without stigma. Nobody saw her difference. The people who liked her before and wanted her hand in marriage did not say, I'm not marrying you again. Eh? You know, some of you, if you're in a meeting and <laughs> the pastor cast out demon. You just come to the and say, uh, I, I, this relationship, I don't feel like I'm ready. <laughs> Instead of you to be more sure, at least now you know she's okay. <laughs> you, 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 you want to marry a person they've not prayed for. <laughs> Believe in the power of God. Celebrate it. There's someone, you know, she was healed. She waited four months to be sure. <laughs> so... When she said the DM, I was laughing. She said, I waited to be sure. Four months. Ah, ah. One month was not enough. Two months, 
you know, you have not seen your period in three years. I gave a prophetic word. You saw it month one, month two, month three. You waited four months. Ah, ah. <laughs> Hallelujah. This generation is so sensitive, so intellectual, and we are missing out on the power of God. Are you ready to see the power of God? Thank you, Jesus. Please rise to your feet. Thank you for listening. We are sure that you have been blessed. For inquiries, reach us on our helpline 0809-996-7000. Blessings.